0: 0-1. This is going to be a tough play. Brian, the Cubs win the World Series. Brian makes the play. It's over. And the Cubs have finally won it all. It's 7-10. But we didn't come here to drink beer. We came here to win this ballgame. It's time for the UK Cubs Grumble with Chris I remember when my mum used to take me shopping with her. Uh, There used to be these weird vacuum-packed cheese on a stick, which she always used (laughs) to give me one when we got to the dairy
1: aisle. Cheese on a stick.
0: Yeah, it was literally just a little vacuum-packed piece of cheese (laughs) on a stick. And it's easily the weirdest, weirdest item I can think of that's ever been sold, because obviously there's been some sort of board meeting where someone's funded this. And they've obviously said something along the lines of, have you ever wanted a chunk of cheese but not had anything to pick it up with, you know, because we weren't given these... Hands to eat cheese with, and then they've obviously gone. Ah, yeah, I've always had that problem. And this guy, absolute genius, he is pre-packaging a cheese already on a cocktail stick.
1: I mean, what what can you say? I, I, a cheese lollipop. Um...
0: That was essentially what it was, and you could only get it in one one cheese variant. It was only an Edam. <laughs> and my mum always gave me one of them when we got to the aisle, and I was always allowed to open it, and then she just paid for it. Oh, the empty right, wrapper okay, just right, paid okay. for that when we got there. So apparently you keeping me quiet, this small <laughs> chunk of cheese <laughs> and a stick. You don't see them anymore, so I'm guessing someone realised how stupid
1: an idea it was. Well, see, the thing, I, I remember, uh, I don't know if you remember, Fuse Bars by, by a certain chocolate company that... Uh, British, um, and they were awesome. They were epic. They had raisins and cereal, and it was just, it was amazing. I used to have one, like, every day, like, at lunchtime. I'd be, like, heading straight to the shop, get a fuse bar, and then, for some reason, they decided to get rid of them. I guess I was the only person buying them, even although I had it every single day. But um, it tends to happen with really sweet uh, chocolate bars that I like, or Taz bars, you remember them? Taz
0: was, well, it was essentially... The so it was just um, because Fredo didn't use for the caramel variant, it was the Taz bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you wanted like, a, a cheap caramelly treat, <laughs> but you didn't want to chomp because they were a bit too hard, you'd go for a Taz. And uh, I love Taz, so having to get eat Taz's head whilst <laughs> enjoying some caramels, always, always good. Um, did they just change the name of Fuse to Picnic because it sounds like a similar. It's, I don't remember Fuse, but all right, Okay, Picnic, no, it was uh,
1: different because Picnic um, has more of a kind of chewy vibe to it, whereas the Fuse bar was like it's like solid chocolate, but it was filled with, like, nuts, and it was it was, it was was amazing. I don't know why they got rid of them, but... Well, they also got rid of... Do
0: you remember they used to do the different variants of Yorkie? You used to be able to get one of them with raisins oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. in. Oh, yeah, yep, and biscuits and, and
1: all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, because I always remembered Yorkie was, like... I did have biscuit in it. I had one maybe a year ago, and I was really disappointed when I bit into it and there was no biscuit in there. Because I always remember it having the biscuit in.
1: It's like a Mandela effect, just in in the head thinking that there's biscuit in it, and then boom, there's none. Disappointment. Yeah, it
0: was disappointing unless I just had a a, a fake (laughs) fake yorkie.
1: Maybe, maybe.
0: There was another item of food back in the day which no one ever seems to remember, but I remember them. I even remember the TV advert, and I also remember eating them quite a lot. There was crisps. And I don't know how they did it, but it kind of had Looney Tune characters on the crisps, like sort of as if they'd like burnt the characters <laughs> <All right>. on. <laughs> and I found the advert on YouTube, so they definitely did exist, but no one else seems to remember them. These Looney Tune crisps—I just remember them being—they probably
1: weren't very good. Was, but was that just a da- got, was that just a Darlington thing? Because I don't know. No,
0: no, uh, there were in supermarkets. They were Looney Tunes crisps with like.
1: Uh, I do, I do like terrorism. the, idea, I do like the idea of it. I've just, I, I don't recall them either, to be honest. But we'll yeah, go on YouTube for the ad no, later.
0: no one remembers them, but they definitely existed because I had to look far and wide to find any evidence of them, and there was the advert on YouTube.
1: Yeah. Well, I was. Uh, I don't know, I think you've got me on a kind of train of thought now in terms of the old stuff. Um, I used to love Wimpy back in the day. You remember the the old, uh, were Wimpy still going when when you were a lad?
0: So when I went to uni, uh, there was a Wimpy in Huddersfield Town Centre and that was like the hotspot for OAPs. it seemed. <laughs> I've had, I have had a Wimpy. Yeah, uh, on uh, away days, uh, when I used to get the sports bus watching Dallo, they used to always stop at stop at Shelf right. services, and they had the Wimpy. So I had a Wimpy day. I always used to find it weird that they always served the burgers in a brown bun rather than white. Yep, it was that weird wholemeal bun, and then they had them that sausage which kind of bent round with the grooves, the Bender in a bun. Yep, it <laughs> was always. But yeah, I'm never Absolutely really wimpy. big on Wimpy. I don't think, it, I always used to remember, they used to have him at seaside towns and he always used to be kind of attached to an arcade and he always used to smell a bit weird. <laughs> so I always associate it with that weird smell. It was probably the arcade or the the assortment of seafood outside.
1: But Yeah, I mean, the, the only Wimpy that I can remember uh, or I've seen in the last, goodness knows how many times, was in a seaside town. So there you go. The... It was in Portobello, just on the side of Edinburgh. That was the, it was the only one that I'd seen for like such a long time. But we used to go all the time at Wimpy before the the other fast food companies uh, started to come in and creep in uh, to the UK. You got any favourites?
0: So I'm not really that big on McDonald's. I do like Burger King quite a lot. I'd say out of the main UK ones, I'd say Burger King's the best one, but. We've obviously had like an influx of the American ones seeping in in the last like, you know, like ten years or so. Uh, until recently, I'd probably say that Five Guys was probably my favourite, but I'd always wanted to try Wendy's. Uh, oh, during yes. the London series, when <laughs> we wandered through Stratford trying to find a kebab on the first night, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I found the Wendy's, right. and I thought, I don't fancy that now but I did save it for the last night before I went to the cinema to watch a film because I was being all civilised in my uh, hungover, still slightly drunk state. (laughs) And uh, Wendy's was very similar to Five Guys, but a lot cheaper. Okay. So, well, that price point, I think Wendy's is probably going to be my uh, favourite fast food chain, which you can get in the UK at the moment. There's not many of them.
1: Well, fun fact, fun fact, I've never had a Five Guys yet. I've, ne- I've never had a five guys yet but my favorite is across it's well it's an import obviously but it's across the border from the USA and my favorite's Tim Hortons so that, so that's my favorite um I'm not a huge fan of Burger King I never ever have been I, I, I don't like the way they do the burgers um but Tim Hortons that they're, they're they, the chicken burgers are are amazing, so
0: isn't he? Uh, isn't that more Canadian, uh, isn't uh, Tim Hortons? It uh, is a Canadian thing, yeah, which is across
1: something. the border from the USA. Um, yeah, so I've got one, we've got one at Middlesbrough, right? Okay,
0: I've never been, but I've heard the donuts are uh, good. Yep, they also do an apple fritter. I had an apple fritter when I was over in America, and that was probably the best, like, donut sort of. A food item I've ever had. Stans Stans coffee in Chicago. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty good. If anyone goes to Chicago, there's one near Wrigley Field. Well, I say near; it's about a ten minute walk. Definitely get yourself Stans. That like, that's the best food I had when I was over there. But yeah, never never had a Tim Hortons. It's probably going to be. It's on my list. There's just just out the way. They always seem to be drive through ones, so I never find myself in them sort of places.
1: And we've got loads. Of, we've got loads of them around where we are. So if you're ever if you're ever in my neck of the woods, I'll take you for a Tim Hortons
0: take me for a Timmy H.
1: Yeah, Timmy H. <laughs> a box of little donut bites.
0: Yeah. yeah. When I was uploading the uh, podcast last week it came up with you know them things where it asks you whether you're a robot or not and then it gives you <laughs> one of them quizzes where it goes like select this select The stairs or select bridges and stuff like that. I selected them. And I was thinking, like, this is a bit easy. Like, um, with AI becoming as intelligent as it is, they probably need to make these tests a little bit more robot proof. Because I think a robot's going to be able to tell, like, (laughs) three bikes from a bunch of hills. Yeah. And maybe they have to start, like, adding, like, moral questions in there, like, (laughs) Here's a baby and here's a cactus. Like, which one do you serve (laughs) in a house fire? Things like that, because... We, we don't want robots hacking in and uploading rubbish episodes of our podcast.
1: That's true. That's true. Although the other day there when I was uh, on a website and I was having to fill up all out, um, I was starting to question whether I was actually a robot. I kept getting it wrong. I kept missing out. It was select traffic lights or some nonsense like that. And I kept hitting one and thinking I was I was doing it right, but kept coming back. Try again. Try again. So I started to question whether I was actually a robot since I was getting it wrong. But, um, well
0: maybe you are, Maybe, didn't maybe know. Yeah. the ones in Westworld <laughs> that didn't know they were robots. Well maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, I think we're starting to struggle <laughs> to avoid the elephant in the room mm-hmm. that is the Chicago Cubs. So Indeed. might as well say welcome to this week's UK Cubs Grumble. And grumble <laughs> is the right word for this week.
1: It started off so well. It started off so well, and then it just What's it? fell apart. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? What's that? What's that sound? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, here we go. It's the spirit. What's a, it's the oh, spirit. Me.
0: It's a, What do you want, false spirit? <laughs> Ooh, I'm the ghost of failed Cubs teams past. <laughs> do you think he looks a bit like Eric Sogard? <laughs> Ooh.
1: <laughs> oh Neil oh, uh, You must repent I've, for your sins I've said I'm to sorry To release the curse oh, I, I repent of all all wrongdoing I, I apologised last week And we still sucked So well
0: yeah, I well, no, uh, we did say that there was a good chance That the, the curse was going to carry on over I can only imagine it's your fault Or Rich's <laughs> socks have got a hole in Or something <laughs> We said them socks needed to be worn every day. They needed to be crusty and barely recognizable as socks by now.
1: Yep. And someone screwed up. He's probably washed them. That's what it is. I bet you yeah. he's probably washed them.
0: You don't wash lucky clothes. No. Nope. You don't wash them. No, no. But yeah, um, six games this week for the Cubs. Yep. We're only going to talk about one win and. That's gonna be pretty soon. And then it's all downhill from there. Yep. Um Rockies in Colorado. What better place for our sluggers to go out there, get some runs. Nice easy series Just play a clean baseball. Belly can hit a load of homers. Morel can hit a load of homers. <laughs> Suzuki can hit a load of homers. We can get out of there with free wins. Didn't happen though, did it, Neil?
1: No, it didn't. Um and to be fair, managed to get quite a few hits in that first the first game. Uh, but just right to the right to the wire, you know, obviously those two two runs in the ninth kind of getting us over the line for the win. But um yeah, I, I mean to be honest, I'm so glad that that I've not seen I had to sit through these games like live. Um, I've only watched certain highlights, certainly the Diamondback series. Um, I'm catching sleep whenever I possibly can uh, at the moment, and I'm sorry I'm not staying up till twenty to three in the morning uh, to be disappointed by the Chicago Cubs. So I take my hat off to to you for for doing it. But anyway. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, game one. <clears throat> 5-4 win for the Cubs. Um, good start by Jordan Wicks again, um, three hits, one earned run for six, and then uh, Quas comes in and yeah, um, blows the blows the three one lead the Cubs have. Um, Drew Smiley, who's probably the only person that's going to come out this week with any sort of credit, <laughs> and Michael Fulmer come in and shut him down after that. Yep, and then. Uh, Jan Gomes saves our skin with a uh, two-run RBI single in the ninth. And the Cubs didn't deserve to win this game like at all. Uh, they'd, they'd blown it, probably deserved to lose this one and should have probably had the entire week swept. It um, wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination only getting three runs off the Rockies before the, the ninth inning. Yep. And this were the most runs we even... Got in a game uh, in this series, so the fun ends here, and it weren't even that fun because mm-hmm. <laughs> game two was absolutely, absolutely pathetic. Um, 6 4 loss for the Cubs. Uh, Cubs have an early two run lead with um Suzuki RBI single and uh Pete Crow Armstrong with a sack RBI. We'll get into Pete Crow Armstrong a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh KB comes in. This is where the Cubs the Cubs look this week. Completely, <laughs> no luck whatsoever. Because KB, check swing, two RBI single. Which um, looking at the box score and the summary, they actually put it as a line drive. It has been the slowest line drive anyone's ever <laughs> hit. It he checks his swing. The ball just bounces off his bat. Heads into. Uh, just over the the, um, onto the grass and there it is Um, the Rockies tie it and then the score further two and it's 4-2 to the Rockies it requires Suzuki to come in with a two run home to tie it and then bloody Chris Bryant fresh off the IL for this series against the Cubs of course of course he is he he hits a homer to give the Rockies the lead we had another run in the 7th and the Cubs lose 6-4 only highlights from this game were a couple of decent catches from Pete Crow Armstrong Um, again we'll talk more about Pete once we've finished covering this whole series we'll talk about how it went and whether we think he should be starting Mm -hmm. in the future Um, but yeah that was terrible luck but again Cubs only scored four runs against the Rockies who were giving up an average of over five runs a game and if you're a playoff contending team you should be spanking these Mm -hmm. Um, it's the easiest park to hit in because it's the altitude and yeah they've only managed to get four Um, game three absolutely pathetic this Um, absolutely this is I'm gonna say it again later on, but until that game, this was the worst I think the Cubs had played all year. It was awful. Um early free run lead. And then it's just errors galore. Like routine routine catches for Pete Cro Armstrong and he gets caught in the sun and he completely misses the ball. It's not, no excuse at the big leagues for the ball getting caught in the sun. You've got your sunglasses, you've got your glove, you've got your hat. You've got plenty to shield it. Another one for Ian Happ. He fails to make a, a routine play. And when you add these errors up with Jameson Tyone on the mound, it's only a matter of time before they're going to unload on him. And, yeah, they do. I think um, there's five runs off Tyone in the end. But, yeah, the Cubs only score three early and they don't score anything else. And, again... Not enough runs against the Rockies. Absolutely pathetic. This was
1: this series was so sort of poor. It's never good when if you've got Ian Happ making mistakes. So uh, as as you say, tie on on the on the mound. is a kind of recipe for for disaster. But as you say, I mean to go three up so early and then have absolutely nothing for the rest of the rest of the games. Just it's not good enough, man. It's not good enough. Three
0: up. They take the early lead in all of these games. Yep. You take a lead against the Rockies, you just have to play clean baseball after that, and they don't. It's errors all over the place, and plays which should be getting made and just not getting made. It was terrible. Yeah. It was for a team which has been so defensively sound all year, and then they come up in a series like this where you expect them to do absolutely fine. Yeah, I've got a horrible feeling. I said it that I felt that. They only brought Pete Cor Armstrong in for this series for in this park and his defence was good in one game, but it was a loss. His at-bats were terrible. Yeah. They were absolutely terrible. And I said this, I said, um, not last week, but a f- few weeks ago when I said that he will come up and coming up he'll be instantly one of the best outfielders defensively in all of MLB. And I still believe that, but his at- his bats are going to take time and he needs to adjust to... Big, big league pitchers. It's not the same. The different pressure. Um, it's the back end of the season. We need to win games. The pressure on him was too much. The at bats were terrible, and I don't think he should be.
1: I don't think he should get another start. To be honest. Well, I, I would agree. I mean, I think that uh, you know you you knew I, I was keen for him to get used, and um, I, I still I still believe that he will be. It'll come, I think it will come. Uh, he's, he is super young, um, but and I think it will come. Uh, but as as you say, I, I'm quite I'm quite surprised that that they've brought him up uh, this late in the season. And when you've got your kind of your veteran guys that are that are struggling to put that pressure on a kind of younger player, uh, it was always going to be a bit of a struggle. And as you say that. The, batting in the, the minor leagues and then making that step up to the majors um, it, it is different and uh, and it will take time but, but as you say uh, in, in the outfield uh, obviously there was a mistake but um, you know I think yeah, he, he will you be he made good.
0: three really good players yeah, in yeah. the outfield in the two starts he made and he will be good, but this just um, wasn't the time to bring him up. Like Ross even said himself when they brought him up that they weren't developing players, and I feel he was pressured into starting him. I just don't think he should have started, even if it is Coors Field. I just don't think... I don't know if in a, in a slump, but Tokman's similar to Ian Happ, where if he's in a slump, he still finds a way to get on base. Yeah. And Pete did get on base, but there were fielders' choice. So he still recorded an out for him to get a first, and yeah, yeah. Just uh, we can't, we can't, we're not in a position to be carrying people and pinch running. He wasn't even that good at that. I think he got caught out on the bases, yeah. uh, definitely two times, maybe three times. But he didn't even manage to do that right. So it weren't the times. Too much pressure.
1: No, they're pro- fans, I mean, fans
0: need to stop pressuring as well because
1: yeah. I mean I think you're probably right in the sense that Rossi probably did feel that pressure to to kind of get him in there because it, you come off that Diamondback series um and you're starting to panic about right how's this going to go and there's less and less games uh and the teams around us uh heading for the wild card they're picking up wins and there's probably that pressure and thinking well I'll roll the dice and uh well, he rolled the dice and it and it didn't work. But
0: yeah, um, uh, so yeah, uh, that's that for the Rockies series. But this this one was even worse. Um, so we're going to uh, play the Diamondbacks again for second time in two weeks. We avoid all their best starting pitches and we get the, the crap at the back end. Um, game one, an absolutely p- pathetic um, six four loss. Um do not take anything from those four runs. Those four runs came in the ninth off three homers when they brought in someone that just brought him in to eat up the inning. Um, what's his name? Pavd or Fard. Um, um, something like that. I can't pronounce his yeah. name. It's a weird spelling. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> he's been crap all year. And the Cubs made him look like a Cy Young candidate. I think they got four singles off him. And I think he, his, his ERA was above five and the managed. And it's, you know, not I mean, it's not far
1: off
0: six either. And it's not far off six. Um yeah. Shocking. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. To, anything from those three homers in the ninth to make it interesting at six four. It was crap. Um it didn't look like winning. There was absolute no chance in hell they were getting back in it with, the, with them runs in the ninth. Awful. Um game two absolute gut wrencher um, this game went on until about 6 o'clock in the morning UK time. Um, there's a long list of just stuff that just went wrong for the Cubs that wasn't the, their fault in this one. Um, Jan Gomes hits a <laughs> 399-foot fly-out late on in the game which would have won the game for the Cubs... What of a park are you going to hit a 399-foot fly-out? It nearly went out. It nearly had enough on it to... There's like a ledge. It nearly had enough that it would have gone off the ledge. There's that. This game goes to extras. Uh, There's a proper weird, weird play in the 13th inning where the ball, it looks like it's gone foul. The way it happened, Wisdom react, make it look like it's gone foul, but he's deemed it fair. The run gets home, but then Hap and Wisdom are both out, so it ends up being a double sack. Really, two outs for the run. Uh, the um, the ghost runner getting over because it were an infield ball, so mm. it couldn't be couldn't be reviewed. Um, Shout out to Drew Smiley in this one, though, because, my God, did he he did his best. It got really dicey in the, I can't remember which inning it was, because they're all blending together, but there was an inning where he ended up with, I think the bases were loaded, and he managed to get out of it, and it was spectacular, and we've given Drew Smiley a lot of stick on, on this show, and a lot of other people on other shows have so given him a lot of stick. No one has given him any stick then, that was absolutely superb, um, not really in the mood for putting little clips in funny clips in this week so I'm just going <laughs> to say that Drew Smiley's our pitcher of the week for. he almost did enough of an escape act to give the Cubs the win here um, they don't get the win because more terrible luck um, Wesneski is literally an out of way he's made his pitch uh, he tries to get out the way so the ball would have gone straight to Dansby or Nico can't remember which way the ball was going but it ends up hitting him in the back and then it pops up in the air and Dansby who's been so good for us this year for some reason he just watches the ball drop mm-hmm. now if the ball's hit off his back the it, it's in play until it's hit the floor it can be a catch and it's like all Dansby has to do is put his arm out and he catches it and it's game over and he doesn't, he watches it drop the tying run comes over yeah. Ah, and then the game winning run comes from it's just a, a grounder out to Suzuki who brings the ball down, which does well to bring the ball down as short as he does, but the throw home's awful. But Miggy still gets the ball in his glove, he does his best, but he just misses the guy's hand for the tag yeah. <laughs> and gets him on the chest instead. And he's safe by half an inch, if that. and... What a horrible, horrible way to win it, lose a game. Yeah. What a horrible way to lose a game. From Wesneski being, he'd made his pitch and all he had to do was get out of the way and the game was over. To even then, Dansby just sticking his glove out, the game would have been over. To the throw being a little bit better, the game would have been over. Miggy getting him on the hand rather than the chest, the game would have been over. Yep. And that's horrible. And I knew and I knew after that game there was no chance in hell they were gonna be able to come back in game three and win it. Absolute no chance in hell and they didn't. And I fell asleep in game three because <laughs> it'd been up till six. The Bears were terrible. <laughs> I'd got two hours sleep in between this that brutal loss, the Bears brutal loss. I stayed up until it went. Fight the Cubs were five two down, and I fell asleep. So I got nothing to really say about Game Three of, and it was a six two loss. And what an absolute disaster yeah. of a week for the Cubs because we're technically not in the playoffs at this present moment because we're I think we're level with uh, the Marlins um, who are on a great form, and the D-backs look like they're on great form because they've played us twice in the last. <laughs> week
1: and a half. Um Yeah. Yeah. What can you say <laughs> about as I was saying when I said to you earlier I was like, you know, I watched a lot of the highlights of so which there were a few. Um in terms of the Cubs, it's it's just I mean I think the frustration for me is we had that huge slump coming back from coming back from London. Then we looked well we were we were one of the best teams in in baseball for for a huge stretch, and then we've come to this when it's when it matters and it, you know these crunch games against teams that we really should certainly the Rockies the Rockies should be that should have been a given um, the Diamondbacks. Well, I'll apologise again in terms of that. But, but the fact is that these these are. You know, you, you need to be beating these kind of teams around you, and then, and you look at the wild card, and you're thinking, where the hell did the Diamondbacks come from? You know, they've kind of just done a nice wee job of sneaking up, sneaking up there. And, and... they had
0: a really quick start of the season, and they're really good. And then they had their slump, yeah. but they've gone straight back to the form they had at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, we've chosen to have the slump was coming. We we're going to have a slump. It's just come too late in in the year if this slump had come a few weeks ago instead we wouldn't be panicking but it's come now a a really crucial point and we've lost series we could have easily won if we'd just played clean baseball
1: absolutely absolutely
0: but yeah we'll try and look, look ahead to this week three games against the Pirates at Wrigley Field and three games against Rockies at Wrigley Field, um, six six wins minimum uh, needed from this. Um, interesting to see that they've used the off day to skip uh, Jameson Tyone's start today, so we've got a side, um instead. Uh, gives the Cubs the best chance to win. Uh, glad they've finally seen that if you could skip his start, you can skip it. He had that good start last week. He will crap again this week. So, yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think it's. Six is, six from six is the the minimum. Um, these these are six games that we should be winning. We're at home. Uh, hope, hopefully, the Wrigley factor will come into play. Um, and as you say, let's let's just hope for going into that that when we're when we're doing this podcast next week that we're we're on a high and heading towards the the postseason um, or at least. Still within a shout because well
0: well next week we'll be playing the Atlanta Braves who won't need to win. Yep, they may be looking to rest people. They've already clinched the division. So they won't need to play a wild card game. So they may be looking to rest people. And then by the time we play the Brewers, they'll have, they'll have definitely they'll have clinched. Uh, about them going on a terrible run, it's not going to happen. They'll have clinched and they need to play a wild card series. So they will definitely be wrestling people who shouldn't be coming up against their best pitches so there's those factors as well which give me a bit of hope
1: so all is not lost, all is not lost, all is not lost
0: (laughs) I think if we get, if we sweep this home stand which the Cubs should be doing I think we'll be right because I think we'll be able to avoid a sweep against the Braves and be able to beat the Brewers and that should be enough really I think Eight or nine wins, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is most of the games. There's only twelve games. Yep. Eight wins should be enough for one of them wild card <laughs> spots. Because all of them teams are being on good run It's still a bit of a mess. All the teams going for that them wild card spots are only just hovering around five hundred. Yeah. Um, but if we do take that bottom spot, it'll be free free game wildcard card series at uh, Wrigley North. Hope it is. That'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> thought you liked playing the Brewers at the best of times. Um, don't like the Brewers, but a wildcard series would be fun. Take it. Um, yeah, we'll take it. Um, should we do a player of the week, or do you think we should just leave it this week? Nico had a hitting streak. Jan Gomes got us a win. Really
1: struggling. To... to be fair, the bar is incredibly low uh, for whoever gets Player of the Week. Um, so I, I I would be inclined to, um, if we're going to move away from let's not use any of the the nice sound bites, let's just decide there's nobody that nobody that fully deserves to stand out as Player of the ga- uh, Player of the Week. Um, yeah, none is. Yeah.
0: So none is. Like I said start well, probably not to start, about halfway through, Drew Smiley's is probably the only person coming out of this with any sort of credit. um Well done, Drew. You were awesome in that game. (laughs) Um, I was punching the sofa in excitement at about 5 in the morning. (laughs) Epic. Uh, Couldn't get the job done. But now we've spoken about all of that, we can just get that out of our system and we just look forward to uh, this homestand. Hopefully look forward to some good Cubs baseball and get back on uh, Neil's happy train. Uh, because it's currently firmly back in the uh, in its shed uh, or oh, bricked up in a tunnel like the, the Henry and Thomas the Tank Engine which Oh, still there's, a, bl- there's a blast
1: from the past, man there's Yeah, a blast from the past.
0: dark, dark that one they just brick him up in the tunnel for being naughty That's harsh <laughs> Brutal Anyway, that's going to do it for this week anyway. I'm sure you're all sick of this week I know I am if you're not in the Facebook group go have a look it's UK Cubs fans uh, just, just click join I'll see if you're real and then I'll let you in uh, please do like and subscribe. Give us a five star review. We're now available both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I've already noticed that there's quite a few listens on Apple Podcasts this week, so people obviously prefer that. I know what I do. Yeah, give us a like, subscribe. Rate us five stars. Uh, if you want to follow me on X, I'm UK Cubs Chris. And I'm at Neil H. Watson. And this week, more than ever, of course, let's go, Cubs. Let's
1: go, Cubs.